Chuck October 26, 2022, allegedly, according to that thing we call a calendar. This is the show you were looking for. How do I know that? Because you're hearing me babble this part of it. Anyway, it is Wednesday, Wednesday, the middle of the week, and that does mean it is time for the wild card. And who do I have with me? Well, William Ramsey. William Ramsey investigates. Uh, he's been on before. He's an author, a podcaster, a content creator on multiple levels. Uh, you know, we, we 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 talked about the global death cult on here. We talked about uh, some other investigations that William Ramsey has been interested in. Uh, a lot of a lot of the darker, uglier things in the world. You know, you, you can find them uh, over at William's. Well, all, all of his content actually. I don't think there is any bright spots in your content. <laughs> I know there's everything is an ugly, murderous, horrible, diseased. Uh, it's not a criticism, but I mean that's that's pretty much your uh, your genre, isn't it? I think so. I just I guess it was a calling. I mean to look into like the darkest things in the world. This is a dark time, so there's a oh, lot man. of a uh, lot of work to do. Right. So tonight is no exception uh, because I, I got a brief look. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been following you real closely lately because uh, the the insanity that I've been uh, uh, confronted with personally uh, with, uh, you know, getting kicked off of YouTube, getting kicked off of AM and FM radio, getting uh, <laughs> OK, all these different things happening. Uh, Apple, Apple is giving me a hard time and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I wonder if this is going to be the end of that today, uh, because what we're going to do is one of those things that got me in trouble everywhere else. Uh, and, uh, what the hell, why not, why not just stick with the program? Because I know it's the truth. Uh, now you, you guys out there, you're aware that I definitely have a view on the most recent, um, Oh, let's call it um, viral idea and exactly what's gone on. And my point of view on the vaccination, I will not have one. I will not encourage anybody to have one. I mean, listen, if you personally want to snort broken glass uh, and, and that gets you high and you enjoy it, I say you have the freedom to destroy yourself if you like. But I don't want it forced upon me. I don't want it forced upon my loved ones. So... That's the way it is. And uh, yeah, that 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 right there would be enough to get me another YouTube strike had I not already been permanently removed. Um, but that is part of the subject matter tonight, isn't it, Mr. Ramsey? Very much. I mean, it's very important. And you're right. It is broken glass. It might be even worse because they're saying it's nanoparticles of graphene oxide. So you get some nanotech thrown into this mystery. I call it a witch's brew uh, shot. And it doesn't really function like an like a bee. The BAX. It's not. And I mean, the, the most recent information that's coming out, it's coming out like uh, water over the Niagara. The, the dam has broke and there's just tons of information that's come out. And that's really kind of why I did this. I'm on my eighth part. I'm just about to drop the ninth. Um, this thing called Bioweapon Blues, which is really got me started, was looking at this uh, thing on Facebook called Died Suddenly News that grew from just like you know, to 10, 20,000 subs to 300,000 subs in about two months before we're shut down. Now, died suddenly news and bioweapon blues. Uh, sounds like you're trying to rhyme it a bit, but that's all right. Uh, you know, it, it, it it's interesting because I've noted 
that there are a great many uh, in, individuals who are athletic and seem to be just, you know, dropping dead. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of heart problems. Uh, a lot of people I know having heart issues, uh, so on and so forth. And I, I'm told I'm not supposed to look at whether they've been vaccinated or not because it's safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. I, you hear me repeat that three times. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not saying that it is. Okay, not my point of view. I would not go anywhere near this bioweapon. That's a strong statement, but. Uh, the fact that I think I can back dropping. it up. I think I can back it up. Okay, then uh, let's I mean, let's a, do that. But you, well, the, the other thing is just real fast. Okay, um, a bioweapon. Well, what would be the point of loosing said bioweapon? I I thought honestly, this whole thing was um, more of a test for something even bigger that's going to happen in the near future. Uh, as I examine it, and as I now should only go get like a yearly flu shot, and as the FDA quietly admits, well, you know, we really weren't monitoring too much. Uh, you know, the CDC and FDA admit actually monitoring exactly what was going on, but don't worry, it's safe and effective, safe and effective, right? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't get it. I get it. But anyway, you're going to help us straighten this out. Bioweapon, strong statement. You can back it up. Go ahead. Absolutely. I think that it really is designed to for population control and to create political change based upon the uh, destruction of populations. So it's happening all over the world. There's huge uh, investigations right now. There's been information that came out from Pfizer's own document and also from Walensky. Her visa data dropped in the last two weeks that showed that of 10, 10 million reports, 700,000 doctor visits, 2 million of those 10 million with serious adverse events. So you're talking about one in five, just from that pool of 10 million people. Um, And she was saying safe and effective, and this data is from a year and a half ago. So she knew a year and a half ago that these shots were dangerous, but just kept saying that that phrase, axiom safe and effective over and over. You better watch out. If you say safe and effective three times, she may magically appear like a demon. So you have to really watch out. And she is a monster. Uh, in my earlier bioweapon series, I used the phrase from Shakespeare's The Tempest, hell is empty, all the devils are here. These people are monsters. And uh, But the bioweapon, I think, is really intentional. And I think it's actually in tandem with the fentanyl that's going all over the world in the United States and also kind of other uh, poisoning of other uh, drugs and other vaccines. So this isn't the only vaccine, but the vaccine whole schedule is questionable. And the flu shot's a joke. It's not even good science. It's crap crank quack science by snake oil salesman. I'm not a doctor, but I can prove this based upon other doctors' research. So that's what's even more important, is that people are out there doing the research. Uh, McCullough, Corey, um, some of these other guys. So uh, I do think it's a, a political act. I, do, I really do. And we're going to see how it filters out about who passed away and who didn't, who got sick, who got the information, who got ivermectin, um, and uh, I do think it's a change agent. I think it's absolutely, and it was planned. I think it's a pandemic. Well, I'll tell you, I I, I don't know. I, I don't like the phrase pandemic because that that uh, that documentary to me had a lot of holes in it. And yet, I would like to support that idea uh, because I am uh, uh, clearly one of these people who doesn't trust big pharma to begin with. Uh, you know, I point out all the time, you trust 
people to vaccinate you that kill millions every single year. What's interesting is that um, the the VAERS reporting that we talked about on here, I mean, that's, you know, well, pay no attention to that. Uh, right. Pay no attention to the adverse events that were being, you know, somehow filtering into that system. What is V-SAPE for somebody who doesn't know? Can you help us out with that? That was the data that was compiled by Walensky. She's the head of the D, D, uh, CDC. And it was her data that she had. She didn't want to give it out to the public, but there was a lawsuit. And it literally dropped in the last two weeks. And you can look that up, the V-SAFE data. Uh, somebody who's looked into it, a really great researcher, Naomi Wolf, who wrote a book kind of about this poisoning, mass poisoning. She uses the term bioweapon as well because it doesn't just affect your heart or your organs. It affects reproduction. Uh, both of men and women. But this V-SAFE data came out. It's very important because it indicates uh, willful misconduct and data fraud, like they're not putting the data out. This is information that taxpayers supposedly support uh, CDC, I suggest is ostensibly a government agency. But um, yeah, that's that's what came out. And, and you can see that report. There's kind of, There's a really good graph on it. You can just look that up on Twitter or on any kind of uncompromised search engine and, and see what the VSAFE data represents. Or you can go to Naomi Wolf and check that out as well. Well, it's an interesting thing because Naomi Wolf was a best-selling author uh, who uh, seemed to have been embraced by the literary community for quite a while. Very successful, right? Uh, yes. And then when she put out this all of a sudden, it seemed to me as though people stopped talking to Naomi Wolf. Uh, except, Not only that, you know, they, she, yeah, she got mm -hmm. censored, she got persecuted, she got mocked. So she got the full treatment. Right. I mean, all the way around, she took it. And and the next thing I know is she's actually back to, you know, doing independent media because the mainstream wouldn't touch her. They were all on board with this. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's slipped down a lot of people's memory holes. But let us not forget that the core media was not just doing the safe and effective chant, but they were constantly on it, shaming people, telling you, you know, you're you're murdering others. If you don't take this shot, if you don't take this one or two shots, that was the first push, right? If you don't do this, you're going to kill grandma. You're going to kill your neighbors. You're going to kill your children. You're going to kill people that can't get the vaccine because there, there are a handful of people that we say can't get the vaccine. And then they started forcing them to get it, too. Uh, it's strangest thing. And then uh, people, well, I mean, I think people forgot this evolution now because we're on to so many other more difficult things that are confronting us on a daily basis. Like, I don't know about you, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm getting killed by the bills. Okay. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not surviving Everybody as is. well. Everybody is right. We're busy trying to sort that out, trying to sort out, you know, what's going on with the politics. Are we, wait a minute, in some places in this country, the water's gone bad too. I know you're not supposed to pay attention to that, but, you know, between that and weather events and trying not to starve to death, maybe I think people will just let the whole vaccine thing go. Like, oh, well, you know, as Biden said, and then they had to walk back, the, the pandemic's over, right? Said that on 60 yeah, Minutes, yes. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 this is not done. You know, people were talking to me about, and they were calling it vaccidents, by the way, William. Um, you know, people having car accidents after getting the shot because their coordination was bad. Other people were reporting, you know, I'd been seeing my whole life, but now I've got heart issues. Um, 
And I heard from people individually telling me this stuff. And it was like, no, that's just a crazy conspiracy theory. You know, you're, you're just seeing that stuff on Facebook. And we'll get back to that Facebook group, too. But, I mean, I just want to note that Naomi Wolf took a lot of crap uh, uh, for coming forward and yes, kind of sacrificing her career uh, in order to yeah, do and her this. reputation, uh, too. I think she will be yeah. totally vindicated. I believe in time she will be totally vindicated and will be seen as a very courageous, outspoken person uh, amongst a bunch of other sheep. So I think in time her credibility will be not just reoriented to what it was before, but beyond even better uh, assessment of her personality because she took a lot of heat. And I think this, that there was a Schmidt uh, attorney general out of Missouri who asked for documents and got those documents. And I think it proved that it came from the white house to persecute her. I'll have to go back and check that, but I think it's proved that the misinformation warfare and disinformation warfare was being practiced by our own government against one of its citizens. Yeah, but uh, did this begin under the Trump administration or under the Biden administration? <laughs> you know, Biden. it's a blur to me at this point, yeah. you know, because let us not forget most of the people that were involved in one administration were handed over to the other when it comes to the people actually doing the work here, right? Uh, right. Wait a minute. There's one common name I can think of off the top of my head. Which start with an F. Yeah, start it does. It does. Uh, you know, and, hey, hey um, uh, Chuck, I think Trump is still out there taking credit for the vaccine to this day. Last, so I think that he's I still think. on the record saying he's he's proud of what he did for this shot. Really, it's really not a vaccine. They just had a huge event, October 20th, 2022. No, uh, it was in the EU. Sorry, it was Robert Roos who said who uh, was questioning a Pfizer executive. And they said, no, facts did not prevent transmission. And they knew it. And they moved at the speed of science to get the shot into the market. Very important. Well, it was it was actually Naomi Wolf, who I spoke to for about five minutes off air because I was producing a show that she was uh, a guest on, uh, who, who gave me the, uh, the phrase warp speed poison, uh, because that is where it begins. Um, and, and I, and I've been calling it that ever after. So, uh, she was a guest on the Donald Jeffrey show, um, about, oh, cool. uh, yeah, about a year ago. And, uh, yeah, she's the one who gave me that phrase. So, wow. And that's uh, a whole nother story because Donald Jeffrey's got the remdesivir from Fauci, right? So Fauci is in the white house, I think under Trump recommending remdesivir and also saying this whole hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were not. Um, effective. Do you remember when Trump was at the podium in one of those meetings where he's like, oh, we've got some good opportunities here, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and that was kiboshed right away. Do you remember that? Well, I remember that, and I also remember when he supposedly came down with the Rona, right? Uh, right. I, I thought I saw it reported they gave him all of that, yeah, uh, plus some some sort of like blood replacement therapy or something that you know monoclonal monoclonal uh antibodies i think it is that's it that's exactly what it was you're right uh and and i remember this whole thing going on and i'm going well gee that's interesting i mean if you're the president you're going to get whatever it is that is the best i guess and do do we get even to see behind the curtain to find out what that is probably not um you know and and again, I live in Georgia, so mask mandates were not intensely enforced here. Uh, briefly, there there was a voluntary 
part of the population, you know, uh, uh, willing to put on the masks and all that. Uh, but I always thought that the mask battle was was silly uh, because it wasn't the real key issue. To me, the real key issue was what are they going to now enforce upon people to, to take shots? I mean, they're talking about taking away Social Security. They were talking about, uh, you know, pretty much depersoning you if you didn't yes. take the shot. Um, Need your job. And, and, <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people did lose jobs, uh, you know, people in the health industry, uh, uh, nurses and things that didn't trust it, didn't want it. Uh, people that had had, you know, exemptions before, religious or otherwise, uh, they were told, nope, doesn't count, doesn't matter. This is a pandemic. This is an emergency. Um, and yeah, all across the board, as a matter of fact, one regular listener who also appears on this show on occasion, it literally moved from the D.C. area to Florida to get away from the damn shots, right? Um, and and he's a, a nurse practitioner. So, I mean, and, and this is a guy who who works in the intensive care units, you know, with uh, with the uh, infants. Okay, so you, you're you're talking about a guy who does a job very special, uh, and and you know, very intense. One of those jobs that, believe me, you ever need a guy like this, you want him to uh, to to be happy and healthy. And this is a guy who said, you know what, I'm not going to submit uh, and and uh, and all that. And they're still to this day going after his license, even though he's left the state. He's wow. left the area. Wow. Right. Uh, and wow. and I had, on, you know, I had on people from McCullough's organization also talked to Dr. McCullough briefly, uh, you know, and uh, uh, about this. And it's just the madness that has gone on around this. And now it's very, very quiet, though, Mr. Ramsey, where where. You know, that's the thing. It's it's almost seems like the majority of people have put it aside. It's it's now commonplace. And, you know, like I said, the real the real flipping advice coming from Biden just what was the day before yesterday. Hey, I'm going to get my booster. You know what you're gonna have to do? Go get your booster once a year. You're responsible. Again, you know, don't kill grandma. Uh don't kill other people because you need another shot, another shot, another shot. And I've lost track of how many boosters you're supposed to get. And, you know, it's funny to me. Uh, it doesn't seem like a vaccine at all. And, you know, the flu shot, I, I stopped trusting that years ago after I took it once or twice and got the worst cases of the flu I ever got after getting a shot. But uh, anyway, what is it that it's actually doing? Let's get into that. What What well, is it that we can see? From my research, granted, I am not a medical doctor. Uh, and the people that I am researching, this has multiple effects. But majority, it's a vascular damaging uh, shot. And there may be uh, some, what they don't see behind the kind of antiviral stuff is the nanoparticles that can go in and damage your your vascular system. So it can be anywhere in your body, really. And I think it causes this hyperinflammation that then creates clotting and it just you just go downhill. So then it could affect your heart, your veins, and that these there's a real new problem that there that has millions of people who are injured, and it's called long COVID. But it might just be some kind of viral, but viral, uh, not viral, but the vaccine injury. But it is affecting millions and millions of people. So I think that the doctors are having problems trying to treat it because this is a very new disease. There's never been this kind of rollout of a mass vaccine or back shot in human history, really. So, but I do think it's really a vascular problem and it seems to exacerbate 
or, or degrade people's immune system as well. So then they're subject to cancers. There was one study that just came out that showed that there was an eight sigma increase in cancers all over the board in the United States, which means that's eight standard deviation, statistical deviations from the norm. It's just an mm-hmm. off. It's just an off the charts. You have to make a new chart to actually account for how many new cancers there are. So that's the whole thing about the bioweapon. It kind of, what it, in my opinion, this was intended to cause injury across the board of all different types: cancer, uh, arteriosclerosis, um, sudden death, brain injury. And so it wouldn't look like it all came from one thing. Like there was one thing that caused, you know, just heart attack. So I think that the the fact that the effect of this shot has so many different pathologies in my mind, is intentional. Well, it would seem that way. It's either intentional or uh, it is being ignored as in, well, this is better than the result that you get from just, you know, uh, not taking the shot, which is the funny thing because that's almost the reasoning they use now. Um, And and I heard this just a few days ago uh, across the board again. You know, it doesn't matter who the corporate master is. They all got the same memo. Um, Hey, you know, the, the, the symptoms that people are experiencing after getting the shot, uh, that that means that your your shot's working, right? They were saying that it's causing an immune response. And yes, indeed, it may and it may they may be correct about that. It's causing an immune response, uh, because your your body's natural immunity is reacting to the invader that this is. Um, but they're saying no, that's actually proof that it's working well. And then they said, for those of you who've gotten the shot and, you know, you didn't have these these uh, uh, other symptoms, which to me, by the way, when they listed them, sounded almost like the light COVID symptoms anyway. Uh, right. You know, the, the ones that you're supposed to get. Now, look, I got really sick in 2020, really, really sick. And uh, I would describe what happened to me as an intense flu, unlike one that I've ever had. And I, think I had that the that's same possible. thing, Chuck. I had the same thing in January 2020. The worst flu I ever had. Yeah, I think I got it in March, I think, uh, of 2020, but it was horrible. And I was especially uh, having a congestion unlike anything I ever had. Uh, I I described it at the time as coughing up pudding, okay? Because that's what I was doing while I was, you know, ill. Um, And ever since then, I have not had uh, a serious episode with a flu or COVID or any of this stuff. Uh, and and I think that that may be because uh, I haven't gone for the test because that's another whole joke that went on. Yeah, it's a total uh, joke. Right. Um, that's how you know, you know this is a huge fraud is because they're not testing people generally for antibodies. Because if you had the antibodies, you wouldn't need to take the vaccine. And McCullough has said that there's 99% zero positivity in the general American populace which of, of the antibodies, which means that the entire vaccine schedule is BS because everybody's already been exposed. COVID. Well, that's the other part of it. And in trying to talk to McCullough just during a break, I asked him about exactly that, okay, uh, where, where I said, look, at this point, if it's this was so prolific, okay, just from a common sense point of view, does that not mean that at this time, I mean, it was supposed to be spreading like wildfire. Let me say if I accepted that. Uh, then doesn't that mean that uh, effectively, unless you've been under a rock somewhere, 
all right, uh, and literally not exposed to other people for the past couple of years, is there any way you could have avoided exposure, basically? I mean, I don't see how you can. And doesn't that mean if you've been exposed to something and your body has already, you know, kind of uh, dealt with it, I mean, it doesn't that sort of build natural immunity? Isn't that, again, I have not gotten uh, profoundly sick with a flu-like symptom. I've had other health issues, uh, uh, you know, since that time in 2020, but I haven't had another corona-related thing, no matter how many different labels they put on this. You know, they told us about the Delta, and then they told us about, uh, you know, the, what, what is the latest one? I, I forget. Omicron, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch TV, yeah. so I don't really get the propaganda. No, but I, you know what? I, I have to tune into it just to see what they're doing. Uh, the the uh, uh, the Omicron thing is now, yeah, that's the most prolific, right? It seems to me as though the way they describe that, there's no way that anybody who's interacting with other people could not have been exposed to this, okay? Uh, again, unless you've been living isolated somewhere, and I don't mean, you know, the prison populations, forget about it. You're not, you're not separated, okay? They got the, they got the first uh, heavy exposures because they're in tight spaces with each other. Um, there's nobody who couldn't have been exposed, pretty much, unless you were laying in a hospital bed in a clean room in a coma for like a year and a half. Well, you know what? Maybe you missed it, or two years, maybe now. Uh, maybe you these are, some of these, this stuff. Right. These are snake oil salesmen. They are pushing the vaccine as <laughs> the only solution. Not natural immunity, not other therapies. These are all monsters. I'm not joking. These are child killers. They just added the, the COVID shot to the schedule of kids. And that, that CDC recommendation does get passed down to the states. It's a lie to think that it doesn't. Certain states like the crazy morons in California where I live are going to mandate what the CDC mandates. They're going to follow that, and they're going to kill children who do not need this death kill shot. They are going to kill them. There's a uh, report that just came out of Stanford. I put it in notes. Dr. John, I need this. A guy, this is an epidemiologist. So this is a person who specializes in epidemics, did a study, peer-reviewed, COVID is even less harmful than thought. In a paper published October 20th, 2022, you have a three in one million chance of dying COVID from the ages of zero to 19. It's mm. infinitesimal. So that is even, so all this stuff is all pushed on the uh, program box, the, the mind control box, and these are all liars, and they're probably in it for the money. I think that they intentionally did it, and a lot of them know what's going on. And I mean, it gets worse and worse. So, the shot is dangerous. I would never take it. I didn't take it. No, no, it's even more it's interesting. Not... There's, a, there's an even a more recent researcher who's looked into BioNTech, and they're finding that it's a vapor company. Like, like Apple actually has an office building and has employees. This guy cannot find a set address for the company headquarters. It's like a PO box in Wuhan, and that's the central corporation that's manufactured this shot for the world can you believe that well now that's a weird thing too because i i also asked the question well why is it that uh if it's such a universally understood thing why is it that in the uk right the the the, uh, the english-speaking other part of the world they're not using the same corporate entities uh, you know, as as their mandated shot, they didn't right. They used different companies from us. 
uh, of course, our friends at Johnson and Johnson, the people who couldn't figure out how not to put, you know, uh, cancer causing agents in talcum powder, and also uh, were one of the main silent contributors to the opioid epidemic. Uh, by developing the opium straw and all that good stuff, uh, those wonderful people that would you know are so trustworthy, uh, we use them here. They don't use them in the UK, and they also don't use Pfizer. They're using what Moderna and um, another one as their main uh, mandated vaccine. So I'm saying to myself, what 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 happened here? Did the corporate world just divide up the map, or you know, or or are we trusting one particular place? Which by the way, Pfizer is an interesting story in and of itself, because even in their paperwork, okay, their declarations, if you read the first couple of parts of of what they explain in their science, okay, you know, trust the science, trust the science, you know, those repetitious phrases, um, you know, it's because while the media was telling us this will stop the spread, this will stop transmission, this will stop, you know, this and that, the third thing, Pfizer's own documentation said precisely the opposite thing. This is not going to prevent transmission. This is not going to uh, uh, really protect you from getting it. Basically, at the end of all of it was the thing that they started saying about a year later that, you know, um, well, this might this will lessen the likelihood that you're going to die. Okay, that, that that's really what the media started to say. But Pfizer said that before they even dropped, you know, remember the original rush where, oh, was it UPS and Federal Express were all being paid by the federal government to make sure that the refrigerated boxes got to where they needed to get to? Remember all that? They, they were actually watching the planes on the news that were going out. Look, this is special Federal Express. We're, we're the Federal Express, wherever the hell it was. Um, you know, we're watching the planes. They're going to go all over the U.S., they were watching this stuff go out there like as if they were heroes being distributed across the country, right? Um, it was the wildest thing because before that happened, Pfizer admitted publicly in their own paperwork, if you bothered to read it, that this doesn't do half of the things that the media is telling you you need this shot for right away. I mean, the first couple of pages. I mean, you know this, right? Absolutely. There, I mean, some of the contracts that they signed with governments, Pfizer did, basically say the same thing. It's remarkable. There's one that's leaked from Slovenia where they just said, hey, we make no assertions of the effectivity of this of this uh, product. It's incredible. They still bought it. One, Another really interesting part of this whole fiasco, and it is a fiasco, is the overpurchase of these shot lots. They've overspent in the United States. The brain-dead corporate media has not even touched this, but they've overspent on these lots by hundreds of millions of dollars of shots that people aren't going to take. So the same thing happened in the EU, same thing happened in France, same thing happened in UK, Switzerland, and the US that I know of, where they have. And the, the, the scandal in the EU is huge because it's a huge purchase, purchase of $5 billion worth of these death shots. And I think the uptake is like 4 to 6%. And I think it's the same stats here in the U.S. Nobody wants to take these things, thank God. And it's very small. So, like, I think we bought here in the States $400 million or $500 million worth. And, like, only, uh, you know, $60 million worth of that has been has been used. And it's, it's a huge scandal. It's a huge buying scandal. And it would be a huge scandal in any functioning public com- company. But because these are corporate entities, I mean, 
governmental entities, it seems like it's being swept under the rug, but uh, it's incredible. Well, and this is a giant transfer of, because here, here's the interesting thing about that, is I remember reading that it was about six shot that the Medicare fund was basically going to pay, because remember the whole other thing, these are free. These right. are free. Uh, you know, you, you went into it when you were able to go back into a Walmart again. Uh, what were the announcements telling you? We have free COVID shots. We have free COVID shots. You go over to, uh, you know, one of the drug stores. Obviously, they're going to be in with it. But, I mean, you, you go to any grocery store and they were telling you, come over, do, you know, the, the, come over by the, uh, you know, frozen fruit section or whatever, uh, because we have free COVID shots. They're free. They're free. They're free. Then it turns out that they were purchased on mass by our government uh, at like 60 bucks a pop. Right. And, and that was the, the going rate quote free shot. <laughs> okay. Um, right. And it talks about that. How many million shots. And, and even when we were faced with, okay, Johnson and Johnson said, well, we, we somehow put out a couple of batches here that were bad. Remember they had to destroy entire batches of this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They said, well, I guarantee you they got paid for those anyway, even if they weren't delivered. There was probably a, uh, you know, like, look, if, if it turns out that you've got to go through the trouble of manufacturing, because this is the way government contracts are written. If you have to manufacture stuff for the government, even if the government doesn't take it, uh, you, you, they still wind up paying you something. So maybe they didn't pay $60 a shot. Uh, maybe they paid them $20 per, for shots that they never delivered or something like that. And they could just say, you know, basically that they, they created a million of these. So it was $20 million. I mean, and I'm using very low numbers here. Um, and they, they would have had to have done nothing except fill out some paperwork. Uh, and, and that kind of thing went on. And then there was the whole, hey, you know, these things are going to expire, too. You remember the refrigeration? Yeah, that's like right. I said. Yeah. So what happened to all that? Because you don't hear any of that anymore, do you? No, it's a good point. And another suspicious element of this whole shot rollout is why does this particular shot have to be kept at negative 50 Celsius or whatever when other shots do not have this kind of requirement of uh, cold temperature, freezing temperature, which is, should make people sit up in the chair. Well, I, 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 could, I could venture a guess at that, but, you know, again, not a scientist, not a doctor, but it seems to me as though when you need to keep a biological element at a temperature level, it indicates that if you allow it to get temperature, something will grow in it. That's usually the reason for this. Okay? Right. That's what That's, I think you're right. Yeah. 100%. You know, just common common sense, right? So if that's the case, what is supposed to grow in this stuff or what will predictably grow in this stuff if it is at room temperature? I mean, that's, that's an great. open question. I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm asking the open question, and this is something that we should be uh, considering, yes or no, I think. Uh, and that was the other funny thing, is that the Johnson & Johnson one didn't need the refrigeration, right? It, it had different requirements, and it was also two instead of one, <laughs> which, you know, was like, well, wait a minute, which who's got this right? Who's got this right? Does anybody... What's the testing? The long-term testing hasn't been done, at least on this most recent shot. The most recent booster has been tested on eight mice. That's it. And Fauci said we got to put it out because it's an emergency. So they're keeping this emergency going for their own benefit. It's just complete craziness, the crazy train. There's no, like, lawyer jurisdiction or or anybody at Merrick Garland at the DOJ is going to stop this crazy train. 
it's off the charts. Right. This hasn't been studied. And I mean, I think when Naomi going back to Naomi Wolf, like the, uh, the consequences for reproduction are going to be insane. There was a doctor that I was listening. His name was Thorpe. He said, the implementation of this shot is going to make thalidomide look like a cakewalk or something like that. So we haven't seen the kind of biological consequences. And I went through a couple of them. Um, There's a lot of stories in this died suddenly news that was put on Facebook. Very interestingly aside is Zuckerberg told his employees that the shot was dangerous, but he doesn't let his users of Facebook get the information. So Zuckerberg is also a monster. Um, but on that so died suddenly news, there are reports of these babies that are being born non-viable, dead-eyed, um, like uh, really impacted. And uh, I think it's only going to get worse. So these shots, these safe and effective shots. And Molinsky is on record saying, absolutely, take this. It'll be fine for your baby. She is lying. They all lied about everything. But she's lying on the record. These guys are going to have a lot of trouble when they get sued. And they're already being sued. But Wonski and Fauci are going to have a real hard time getting away from their recorded statements, some of which they've done within the last month. Well, here's my question about these lawsuits and why it is talk about taking this to court and I shake my head. I don't I don't share optimism there. Uh, I <laughs> here it, it, reasoning is wrong. Help me out. Um, see, since it was called a vaccine, we don't believe it is a vaccine, uh, by no. definition, since it is labeled as a vaccine, it's got special protections, right? And right. in addition to claim those special, special protect- protections, right? Okay. Yeah. There's a claim for it because it, they're, they're calling it a vaccine. If it is indeed a vaccine, right. I, and you got to get in court. If that's a vaccine, well, then it, it has to be handled this way legally. Right. Um, I mean, that's just the way courts work. You and I know this from studying a lot of different things with courts. Right. You know, if you can walk in and say this is a vaccine, then that means it gets handled a certain way legally. Period. Okay. But on top of that, a whole lot of this stuff can be also attributed to a time period when a national emergency was declared by more than one administration, by more than one agency. And under emergency provisions, There are other protections that come in against liability for these things that could extend to people that are allegedly in good faith, right? Because that would be their claim. Assumed good faith, right. Assumed good faith. Assumed good faith, yes. But that would be what they would assert. In good faith, we put this out here under an emergency. It's a vaccine. you got a lot of hurdles to get over before you get to you push the poison, right? Agreed. Agreed. I'm thinking that in the civil know, in the civil that, trial, yeah. civil trial, the criminal right. trial, you can't you can't sign a contract to get out of you know negligent homicide. Sorry. So if no, they no, somebody gets some spine, some AG, some state AG shows some spine and actually indicts these guys, and they might get in trouble because uh, Fauci's going to be deposed, and some of these other bombs are going to be deposed in state. And the the real solution for this problem isn't going to come from DC; it's going to come from state. Uh, right. So I would encourage well, listeners to encourage their state AGs yeah. to get involved and also try to get accurate data for how many people actually died of the shot in that specific state. Sorry. Right. No, but I don't want to gloss over the point you just made there, which is extremely salient. And that is that, look, in a civil trial, though, what I just described is absolutely accurate. In a criminal case, here's the thing. You cannot contract legally to commit a criminal act. 
that's universal. Okay, so if you can prove this is a criminal act, it doesn't matter what contract you acted under, right? Because right. you committed a crime. Now, the severity of said crime might be less considering if you did it in good faith and da 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 da, da. Still, right. it's a criminal act, so it is prosecutable. What I'm saying in a, in a civil suit, though, you got a lot of hurts to clear. Uh, totally agree before. with you. I totally agree with you. There's the EUA. There's a lot of problems, but they signed contract that uh, with clauses about fraud and things like that. So they said, you know, if there's any fraud, certain provisions are. I have to go back and look through the contracts. There's a lot of contracts all over the world, and a lot just in the states. But those contracts may be telling. And I have to do a little bit more research on that. But I have seen one that said, like, in, in the case of any case of fraud or uh, malfeasance, you know, certain provisions are nullified. So they sign those with the U.S. government. No, no, no. See, now that could be. But then that means that you have to prove that an intentional act of fraud was right. committed. You know, all no, there's a problem. You're right. Dude, Chuck, you're absolutely right. It's going to be a tough, tough uh, road to hoe for the from the uh, civil cases, but the criminal cases, you know, these depositions will be very telling. When did you, what did you know? When did you know it? When, why did you fight against this? Why did you fight it? They knew that there was going to be information war from the get-go in 2020. So they had to make sure that people who uh, promoted ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine got elbowed out because they wanted their own solution that was expensive from Desivir in this vaccine. So uh, that is intentionally like negligent homicide or something like that i really yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting I, I think chuck there's so much money at stake this is gonna be like the i've told other people it's gonna be like the tobacco litigation civil i mean these lawyers who are going to smell blood in the water there's tons of money pfizer made a ton of money and the payouts are uh, going to be used the injury payouts for these class action suits are going to be off the charts once people realize and they can prove i mean there's a provable difference if people do an autopsy there's a provable difference of dying from the shot as opposed to covid there's different effects you can tell in the pathology um so i think in, in time these payouts are, are going to be rival rival tobacco uh tobacco payouts maybe even larger that's mark mark my word mark my word october 26 2022 Listen, I, I, I am rooting for everything you're saying, you understand, but but I always am the, am the cautious one about, you know, like getting too excited about something good happening, <laughs> okay? Right. Because the fact is, it, it, it is often, you know, well, it would have happened if not for. Uh, and, and this is the thing that I that I caution people against when they, you know, say sit there and say, well, this is where it's going. Uh, let's not be so definitive. There's a whole lot of uh, things that got to happen in between here and there. Another thing that I will point out is that, you know, the, the difficulty will come with uh, okay, where you said there's a difference between dying from COVID and dying from the shot. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> um, there was a lot of controversy. I remember, uh, again, Naomi uh, addressing this uh, when she was first putting that book out. Um, you know, these people that are being declared dead from COVID. Uh, now, I've read a lot of stories, which, you know, uh, some of them don't have any foundation, okay, where they said that, you know, th there were deaths attributed to COVID that were absolutely ludicrous. But right. um, it does seem as though there might have been many a death attributed to COVID when they didn't have the ability to prove it. And that's going to be a hell of a thing to unravel. 
because those determinations were made based on advisories passed out to various individuals who are making determinations on a local level, which, by the way, you should really look into the people that make those determinations on your local level, you, Mr. Ramsey, you, the listener, because <laughs> some of them are not even doctors. I want you to know that. That, that, that turn around and fill out death certificates and, and declare causes of death. They're not even doctors in some cases, okay? Medical examiners are not always medical people. It's a weird thing that goes on, okay? They're not doctors. They're not pathologists. They're not always trained. Some of them are. Some of them are. But they're not always that way, and you need to check locally to see who's doing it, okay? I'm serious. Check their background. Check their education. uh, Because, and, and I'm not even saying that if they have that education that that, you know, means that they're infallible or anything. All I'm saying is they may have been taking advisories from national memos, basically, that said, you know, if somebody died from X, Y, Z, it, it can be attributed to COVID. And I guarantee you there's a whole lot of misidentified causes of death on death certificates We say COVID over the past couple of years. So that'll be a Chuck, hell it's of a really thing. interesting you say that. Yeah, because I researched one guy. I wish I could remember his name off the top, but he's done a lot of research on the fake changing of the death certificates. And he says it's endemic says it's endemic of changing it from cancer to COVID or something like that. I wish I could remember his name off, off the top. There's a lot of people doing work. Um, right, right. And and there are people looking at, you know, the diagnosis, okay, where, you know, there, there was a certain thing out there about people were making money for their organization, their hospital, their health group, whatever, by declaring this diagnosis and then following a protocol. Um, and there was a payment out there at a certain point. Now, I don't know if all of that is accurate, but again, this all will have to be unraveled in order for people to prove these things. And uh, civil litigation is a real mess with this. Uh, I mean, a team of people that are really on the ball will have to dig through all this data because they're not going to hand it over to you. And I guarantee you the CDC doesn't have this stuff collected. You know, it's, it's not like uh, the, the, uh, you remember the movie Vaxxed and there was collected data that, you know, they destroyed. I promise you they they learned from their mistakes looking at that. OK, yeah, where no somebody doubt. just had no to execute a copy somewhere. This is going to be something that somebody's going to have to forensically recreate in order to make the case. And that's going to be a tough thing. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because and, and also the reason why I bring this up is not to just be a naysayer. But to explain that if somebody thinks that in the next year this is going to be resolved in a court, if somebody thinks that we're going to have a massive declaration, you know, before the 2024 selection, if you think that's going to happen, uh, look, I got I got plenty of land to sell you, and it's really great. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, anyway, I, I, all I'm saying is you're a sucker if you think this is going to happen quick. Uh, I, I don't mean to call anybody names, no. but... I totally agree yeah. with you, but I mean, look at these two cases that I talked about, the kind of uh, the Pfizer data, they had to like sue, and a, a federal judge in Texas said, you guys got to put this out. Pfizer wanted to have their documents hidden for 75 years, and the judge said, hell no, put it out, and people are going through that. And then this B-Safe data it took them a litigation for like uh, 18 months to get that data. That just came out over the last two weeks. So you're right. It's it's, it's a slow grind, and they're going to try to cover it up. You're absolutely right. They're already covering it up. 
there's a really interesting research that I came across of two guys who studied deaths and injuries in these island nations. And oh they took the graph and they showed this. This was all kept by, I forgot it was like the Seychelles or something like that, or Haiti. I can't remember what right. the island nation was. But they did that and they put the deaths in this graph and you saw these two large spikes go up. And then they took the vaccine rollout and overlapped it on those deaths. And the vaccine rollout was like one month before this these two spikes of deaths. So they, right. and according right. to their research, they proved that it wasn't due to COVID. It was directly tied in time with the with the shot rollout, these deaths. See, really and, and the thing is, I, I, I believe this, uh, without even seeing it, I'm sure it's true because I, I've sat here many times and talked about just the overall vaccination schedule uh, for children. And this is pre-COVID, right? Uh, and, and if you look at, I can prove correlation when it comes to things like autism and food allergies and stuff like that, I can absolutely prove correlation. It's a match for the uh, uptick in this in the general population during the time they kept adding more and more vaccines to these kids' schedules, right? Uh, and again, I'm a parent myself, uh, and, and uh, I am convinced that one of my children is, is vaccine damaged. I've never been able to prove it in a court, and I did not try to file, you know, or anything, but... I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I, I am convinced, I will be convinced till the day I die that my one son is vaccine damaged. Um, anyway, you could prove correlation easily. It, it, it's, it's not a problem to do that, but causation is a difficulty. And again, in order to uh, enter this as evidence into a court of law, there's right. going to be so many hurdles. But I know that, uh, that that William Ramsey also, when he does his presentations, William Ramsey investigates. Of course, if you just look up William Ramsey, you'll find his stuff. But uh, I, I do want to give you a chance to give your website and all that. I know at the end of everything, uh, you're going to tell people what it is they could personally do to participate in, guess what, pushing back a solution. Uh, what is it that you would advise people to do regarding this? I mean, th there's a whole lot of people that got questions that – are you know absolutely resistant here to this entire program that have been from the beginning uh not just you know people that went out and stuck their reputations out there you know doctors and naomi wolf and all these people and all of us who have gotten you know penalized for medical disinformation on various platforms of course you brought up facebook i love that one that, that's one of my best suspensions on facebook is for medical disinformation by the way um you know, also Twitter, you know, any of these platforms, whatever, none of them are allowed to, uh, you know, let let you speak something against the corporate masters over there, at the uh, big pharma uh, at all. <laughs> all right. So, you know, problematic. Uh, it doesn't matter, by the way, if it's publicly, uh, de you know, de dem demonstrable information. And if it's stuff, if you even use their own data against them, by the way, you're still screwed. But anyway, what would you suggest people do? Uh, you know, I'm common guy sitting here. I'm not doing deep research. I mean, I have done some deep research, but let's just say that I was one of these guys just sitting there going, you know what? I got massive questions. I don't want this crap. I would like to do something about this. What do you suggest people do? Well, I mean, you, you did say you, I mean, you, but. yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I guess you could get involved. You can t contact some of the people I've mentioned, Nicola, um, you can Naomi Wolf. Is, has a, I guess she's compiled 
a group of hundreds of people to look through the Pfizer documents. And she's found incredible stuff, like they're fudging their studies. Um, so that's another way. So if you have those assets, whether legal background or medical background, you can link up with some of these independent researchers. These The FLCCC is a group that I've looked into that are trying to help people out. Um, so I'm not, I'm not the guy to do it. I'm, if you want to look at all the research that I've done, if you want to see all the, the catastrophe of human suffering and injury and disability, you can check out my bioweapon blues series one through eight, nine drops tomorrow. I have 10 coming up. There's just so much information and maybe that'll be helpful to people to just get their arms around the gravity and enormity of the situation where and there's so many people are injured and being injured. And you really, you have to, you have to fight back at your state level against these uh, implementations of these shots that are going to kill kids. These are child killers. These people at the top, I, I'm comfortable saying that they're going to kill and maim children. As an attorney, I'm saying that they're going to kill and maim children unnecessarily. And I can drop these, these studies in court happily. I'm putting my bar license on the line. Happily do it. And it's interesting because this New York judge actually showed some spine and actually came out and said in this ruling where he gave all the back pay, he said flat out, he made a, a statement, a fact in his in his ruling, that's a scientistical statement where he said, these vaccines do not prevent transmission or or um, illness. It's incredible. So anyway, I can, I can try that in court. You want to fight against these, the inflammation of an untested mystery substance. God knows what's in there. It's a witch's brew. Don't put your life at risk. I wouldn't. And uh, call your state, call your state AG, and tell him to get out his butt and represent you, and get start compiling data and information on the state people in your state who've been injured, who are sick, because the government hasn't done. It. They actually, uh, there's a really good movie out there, The Real Doctor Fauci. It's a it's a documentary you can watch. And at the very end, they show that Fauci shut down this vaccine injury reporting. Bears suck is terrible. It's underreported by like a factor of possibly 40%, 40 times, not 40%. But they shut down a thing in 2017 knowingly. So they didn't want this information to come out. Like it's almost like they had this prescience of like, oh, there's going to be disasters coming up. We don't want it properly, the data to properly come out. So that's 2017. So ask your AG or states to get involved and get ground from the ground how many people have died and injured. We don't really know the totality of the number we can guesstimate it but it's a it's a huge number but uh being informed is probably a great point of being in your your best defense for your family but i wouldn't touch these i wouldn't touch these shots with a forty thousand foot pole right and it is interesting to know that you are fully aware of what is legally actionable and quite honestly what you just said could be legally actionable against you you could be uh, making Absolutely. A legally actionable statement, and that means that you're fully confident in it enough to put up uh, your own. And and William Ramsey is not just an attorney, but also a content creator. Now, I have your stuff bookmarked here, uh, and William Ramsey investigates. Very simple-looking logo. I will give you links in with the show notes, but uh, tell people where they can go to uh, continue to follow your series or the best place to go, I should say. The to best continue place your, is Rockfin. Rockfin. Rockfin is the best. I'm not censored there. You can watch all the videos there if you have time. I'm inside like 10 hours. You can watch the devastating stories. I have a bottle of Kleenex. People's lives are ruined. Families have been annihilated. Um, it's really a disaster. It's a catastrophe that they're keeping from the public. But you could, Rockfin is really the best. You can also listen to all my 
interviews on my podcast, William Ramsey Investigates, and my website is the same name altogether or same words, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. You can see my books, articles, all the stuff that I've kind of written or the work that I've done over the last right. couple of years. Exactly. And you can you can buy his books on Amazon, too, if that's the only way you want to. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, some people have their prime or whatever, and that's what they do. Uh, we could get into Amazon another time. But anyway, it is one of the mechanisms by which authors have to get out there at this point. Uh, but you also, yeah, like you said, have the entire series over there. And WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com is the website. So I would advise people to go ahead and check it out. Rockfin, I happen to be Rockfin as well. Now, we don't have a lot of video up there yet, and we're still working on it because, I don't know, we had a little trouble with StreamYard going live on there. But uh, but there is a lot more video content going to be up on there. as well as I Stay think online, and I'll tell you how to work. Stay online after we're done, and I'll tell you how to work it. Oh, excellent. I will do that. Uh, and, and, and since uh, Nature Boy is with us, that'll be helpful, too, because uh, he's he's the producer for this stuff. He's been helping me with it. Uh, but we had a little trouble <laughs> with our rock. Fan. Oh, I did, too. Uh, I did, too. I figured it out. I figured it out. Awesome. All right. Well, William Ramsey investigates again, author, attorney, uh, you know, a hell of an interesting guy uh, just all the way around. And of course, yes. Uh, the the global uh, death cult uh, that is definitely a phrase you'll find near William Ramsey's name. I think that's the title of one of his books. Uh, and uh, you know, does it fit into that paradigm? Yeah, I I, I think it does. Um, this is this is a bigger story than uh, you know, than anybody's going to allow you to hear on most platforms. So uh, we need to support and take care of each other on this and, and uh, uh, make sure that at some point, not only is Naomi Wolf vindicated, but how about all of us who have gotten to take, you know, some sort of hit for the fact that we even had questions, right? Um, interesting that Zuckerberg knows, you know, to tell his employees, uh, don't take this harmful thing, but we can't possibly allow people to say it on our platform. Uh, over and over again, hypocrisy and just the 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 evil empire uh, continues to march forward. Uh, William Ramsey, anything you want to say in closing? No, it's just great to be with you, Chuck. Thanks for the invite, and I'm available anytime you want to hear me talk about anything. So thanks for having me on.